so I think you will be clear, and then they will use the other laptop to project. So I think we're good to go. Okay. No, thank you very much. <clears throat> we have received the apology uh, from the minister and the, and the deputy minister, Minister Olomisa, for today's meeting. There's a formal correspondence in that regard. And as such, uh, the department today will be led by the acting commissioner, Mahoti Tobakale. I want to invite you, that uh, Tobakale, to, to lead your team with your remarks and then uh, go ahead with the presentation. We have received uh, presentations in time and the documentation. And so we invite you to take uh, the platform. Good morning. Um Honorable Chairperson and uh, Honorable Members, um, thank you for the opportunity to appear today to present uh, our plans for takeover of the Triple P's uh, correctional facilities in the Free State Northern Cape and uh, Limpopo and Pumalanga um, Northwest uh, regions. As the Honorable Chairperson has indicated, we have submitted uh, two presentations. The main presentation gives the scope of the work uh, of the takeover, covering what the contracts um, are about, um, the obligations of uh, both uh, parties, and what are the themes that uh, are going to be considered in the takeover moving forward. The presentation makes it very clear that the department has taken a decision and does not have any intention of extending the existence of the triple peace contract beyond the uh, the, the contractual uh, time that has been set. Uh, the second presentation uh, or the second document that we also submitted is actually an action plan that we have already set in motion in terms of ensuring that uh, we are ready for the takeover. We are therefore requesting uh, through you, Honorable Chairperson, that the acting CFO and uh, colleagues from contract management in particular, uh, Director Patlani, um, presents the main presentation. Um, the second document, uh, we will be guided by the committee because it is specific to the plans. We will be monitoring the implementations of these plans on a quarterly basis in line with uh, our well-established monitoring uh, uh, processes that we have put in place for our annual performance plan. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. As, as I invited the acting CFO, Dr. Uh, Mahodi, let me give you enough time. Let me ask you to, at the end, when we finish, to give you five minutes uh, at the end, you can just brief us about uh, the, the issue of the escapes, uh, very briefly about where things are uh, and whether you're in control of that. So I'm giving you enough time to just put your, your notes together in relation to that. It, it was not for this meeting, but now that we hear uh, we shouldn't lose that opportunity to, to be briefed by you about where things are on that. And I'm asking to do that at the end. 
Um, thank you very much. Um, thank you, Acting CFO. Acting CFO, we we are in your hands. Now, Commissioner, members of the Portfolio Committee, uh, CDCs in attendance, RCs and colleagues, uh, good morning. Uh, uh, I'm the acting CFO and I'm also accompanying my colleague who is a specialist in contract management issues. But before I could actually hand over to her just to take us through what our presentation for today, I just want to highlight to presentation on the mandates of the it also touches on the background as well as the, the management of the operations and uh, uh, operational arrangements between the department and the triple T's. Our colleague will actually take us through that before we could actually talk to the issues of um, the audit action in the transitional period. So on that few uh, notes, Chair, if you do allow, I would like to hand over to our specialist in contract management who touched, uh, summarily touched on today. Uh, thank you. Over to uh, acting uh, director of contract management, Mr. Rose Patlan. Thank you, and I hope, Ms. Rose Pashana, you would not, not be as cutting as uh, uh, Lehudo. Yeah, so just reposition yourself, Mr. Mashabela. Is you, your, your network is a bit unstable. Um, go ahead, uh, Acting Director. Go ahead. Portfolio Committee, National Commissioner, CDCs, and the House at Large. Uh, I'm going to present uh, on Triple P's takeover. I'll start with the presentation outline, which I'll go first. That uh, we're going to talk about the mandate and reasons for the Triple P's correctional centers. Uh, the background on the establishment of the Triple P Correctional Centers, the management of the Triple P Correction Centers, the obligations of the contractor and the department, the obligations on acquisition and ownership of assets that relates to the property, the plant and the equipment, as well as the responsibilities of DCS controllers office, substantial risk transfer, structure of the triple P's correctional centers, operational arrangement that relates to fees payable by the department, the operational arrangements that is fixed and variable penalties, the operational arrangements that is the recovery of penalties, 
operational arrangements that relates to the unitary fee, the operational arrangements that relates to the unavailable inmate places, the operational arrangements that relates to the intellectual property rights, the operational arrangements that relates to the maintenance of prison rights, as well as the operational arrangements relating to the maintenance of prison, as well as roads. The affordability versus the cost benefit analysis, the consequential arrangements on termination, the governance arrangement, establishment and functions of the supervisory committee, and the dilapidation uh, surveys. Uh, when it comes to the mandate and reasons of the triple piece correctional centers, the public-private partnerships correctional centers are mandated from section 103 of the Correctional Services Act, triple one of 1998 as amended by section 103.1. It says the minister may subject to any law governing the award of contract by the state with the concurrence of the Minister of Finance and the Minister of Public Works enter into a contract with any party to design, construct, finance, and operate any prison or part of a prison established or to be established in terms of section five. The reasons behind the establishment of the triple three prisons are as follows. It was to acquire additional accommodation in pursuit knowledge, uh, expertise and bad practices provided by the business sector. The triple P prisons were also procured at the time when DCS was experiencing major policy shifts. The emphasis then was development and humane treatment of inmates. And the triple P prisons were to be run as a model prison, perfect in every way as a partnership between the public and the private sector. I'm continuing to, to the slide on the background. The, the department signed a triple three agree, agreement with the contractor Bloomfontein Correctional Contracts to design, construct, operate, maintain, and finance over present for 2,928 bed spaces just outside Bloomfontein for a contract period of 25 years. The contractor Bloomfontein Correctional Contracts that is in Mangawu commenced with operations on the 1st of July, 2001, and will end on 30 June, 2026. And again, the department signed a second triple P agreement with the contractor, South African Custodial Services, um, to design, to construct, operate, maintain, and finance of the prison for 3,024 bed spaces at Makado, that is based in Utrecht, for a period of uh, 25 years. Uh, the contractor South African Custodial Services, which is called SACS, commenced with operation on the 16th of February 2002 and will end on the 15th of February 2027. And uh, I must indicate that uh, DCS has no prospect of extending the contract after the expiry of the contract. I'm getting to slide five that talks about the management of the triple P correctional centers. The contracts of triple P correctional centers are managed by the department head office contract management directorate. The function is further delegated to the regional commissioners 
where the public-private partnership correctional centers are located, that is in Free State at Northern Cape, as well as Limpopo, Mpumalanga, Northwest, called LMN regions. There's a project officer, which is called the controller and management team on each of the facilities that oversee the contract management on behalf of the department. I'm going to uh, slide six. The management of the Dribble Peace Correctional Centers here I'm giving you an overview of how uh, the two triple P's are, are established in terms of their staff. Uh, Mangawun Correctional Centers, we've got the, the acting controller who's the deputy director level, and uh, as well as the acting director uh, level. And uh, we've got the controller staff as well as two uh, other staff members, as well as in Kutama Correctional Center. We've got the controller at the deputy director's level and the assistant, uh, Ms. Sobola, as well as two others that are assisting, assisting here. Slide seven, it's obligation of the contractor as well as the department. Uh, 4.1, obligations of the contractor. Uh, the first one was to con the construction of prison, the maintenance and operation of the prison for the contract period of 25 years. Uh, the need to keep prisoners in safe custody, maintaining order, discipline, control, and safe environment, providing decent conditions and meeting prisoners' needs, providing structured day program, preparing prisoners to return to community and community involvement. And uh, we've got obligations of the department. Uh, the department is to ensure that there are always prisoners placed in available prisoner spaces, to pay the contractor on a monthly basis for the delivery of services, to manage the contract on a monthly basis, to discipline offenders and to release offenders. Slide eight, we'll be talking about the obligations on acquisition and ownership of assets. Uh, it was to monitor the daily operations at the facility to ensure that the contractor comply with the conditions of the concession contract and schedules and issuing of observation notices where the contractor is in breach of contract. The original buildings were constructed according to the Department of Correctional Services specification. Any further changes or alterations and additions are to be negotiated and finally to, to be approved by the department. And all assets, including equipment, become the property of the department after the expiry of the contract period. Like I've mentioned that we've got the staff that is, uh, which are called the controllers at the triple piece. And uh, here the slide talks about the responsibilities of the DCS controllers office. What they do, they monitor the daily operations at the facility to ensure that the contractor comply with the conditions of the concession contracts and schedules. And they also issue um, observation notices where the contractor is in breach of, of contract. 
Another slide that is the substantial risk transfer. There were no delays in the construction and projects are to be successfully delivered within two years of signing the contract. All obligations relating to maintenance are the responsibility of the contractor for the duration of the contract period. The contractor must ensure the availability of bed spaces in terms of the standard requirement, which means uh, its security, cell environment, essential services. Essential services only relate to food services and, and minimum staffing levels. Penalties shall be incurred for non-compliance and deduction of non-available inmate bed spaces and transference of insurance of buildings and assets. Another slide. Here we're talking about the structure of the Triple P's correctional centers. All centers have direct supervision and the unit management principle on high technology that includes doors, gates, fences operated from the central control room. Mangawun Correctional Center comprises of six units with a capacity of 488 bed spaces per unit, which equals to 2,928 bed spaces. The segregation unit, which is used for health and mental care reasons, have 70 beds with healthcare occupying 35 beds of the total segregation unit and these are not included are not included on the total bed spaces as indicated above. On the other hand, Kudama Sintumile Correctional Center comprises of nine blocks with a capacity of three, 384 bed spaces per block in six blocks and a capacity of 240 bed spaces per block in three blocks with equals to 3,024 bed space capacity. The segregation unit have 74 beds and the health and mental care center, 50 bed spaces, which are also not included in the total bed space capacity of the facility. And both facilities consist of an education center, vocational training centers divided into different workshops, maintenance department, gymnasium, playgrounds, religious care, a centralized kitchen and bakery. Another slide. Uh, here, you are being given an aerial view of Mangawung Correctional Center, as well as the layout of, 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 of the center. And uh, the aerial view of Damas and Tumule Correctional Center, as well as the layout. Uh, I'm getting to the operational arrangements. That is fees payable by the department. The contract, the contract fee is based on the daily available present places. This fee is split into two component parts. That is the fixed component, the payment of the building, which at the moment the department has finalized paying the building. The index component, that is the operational cost for each, which is subject to price adjustment in terms of the CPI. The contractors must operate the correctional centers in accordance with the conception, contract, and schedules. In return, the department shall pay a monthly unitary fee consisting of a fixed component, which has already fallen out because we've already paid the, the, the fixed component fee and an index component fee. The fixed component fee will fall off after 15 years, Mangaung Correctional Center, and 17 years, Kutama Correctional Center of Operation. 
And the index component fee will continue for the full 25 years contractual period. The fixed component for Mangau Correctional Center ended on the 30th of June, 2016. And the fixed component for Kudama Correctional Center ended on the 15th of February, 2019. Yeah, it's a... It's a slide that is talking about the operational arrangement when it comes to the fixed and variable penalties. Uh, when we're talking about the fixed penalties, are those, uh, the term itself speaks for itself, that uh, there's nothing that can happen if once a penalty has been, has been applied to the contractor. So both P contractors make provision for fixed and variable penalties. Penalties are reviewed on a six-monthly basis with an inflation adjustment factor. Um, the first, there's a table that describes the penalty description. The current penalty for non-compliance for Mangaung Correctional Center, the MCC stands for Mangaung Correctional Center, and the current penalty for non-compliance for Udama Sintumule Correctional Center. So when it comes to death, um, there's a figure there that shows that. Um, the first year, there's a figure. The second year, there's a figure as well. And the fourth and the fifth year. And the variable penalties are based on the schedule. Just like I've explained, there's a contract and it has both schedules. So specifically when it comes to variable penalties, it's on schedule B, C, and D. That is for non-compliance of those. We're getting to um, the operational arrangements when it comes to the recovery of penalties. These are the following amounts that were recovered as a result of penalties that was imposed as well as the deduction of unavailable inmate places since the inception of the triple P contract. You can see the, the, the for Mangawu, um, that is the penalties that was uh, levied, and it was for unavailable inmate places, and there's total money that was recovered by the department. Uh, there's also for Kudamas in Tumule, uh, the penalties that were levied, as well as unavailable inmate places, and the total amount recovered. Going to the next slide. Uh, these are the operational arrangements when it comes to the unitary fee. The unitary fee is split into two components and are as follows. Mangaum, like we've explained, there's an index component, there's a fixed, fixed component, as well as Kudama Sintumuli. So here we are demonstrating what is the current fee when it comes to the index component and the fixed component on both uh, the triple P, you can see that it's zero, zero. That means that we are not paying anymore. So the contract end date, as you can see from Mangawu, is the 30th of June, 2026. And when it comes to Kutama Sintumule, it's the 15th of February, 2027. Another slide, it's on operation, operational arrangements that is unavailable in make places. Uh, if the standard requirements in terms of Schedule D are not satisfied by the contractor, 
then the number of inmate cases affected will be regarded as not available and will be deducted from the next invoice. And when we talk about standard requirements, we mean the breach of security, the cell environment, essential services, as I've already explained that essential services only relates to food services. And we're talking about the minimum staffing levels as well. So the director contract management can take a decision to deduct unavailable inmate places and to request a credit note for the number of places to be deducted from the invoice. The contractor has the right to appeal against such a verdict. And the observation notice or case will then be forwarded to the supervisory committee for adjudication. Uh, another slide talks about the operational arrangements when it comes to intellectual property rights. All rights in data, reports, drawings, models, specification, and or other material produced by or on behalf of the department shall vest in and be the property of the state and the contractor are hereby granted an irrevocable, non-exclusive and royalty-free license to use such material for the purposes of the project. The contractor hereby grants the department an irrevocable, non-exclusive license in perpetuity to use the data, reports, drawings, models, specifications, plans, software, designs, inventions, and all other materials solely for the purpose of maintaining and operating the prison. That means that uh, the department cannot do any other thing except when it comes to the things that I've mentioned when, when it comes to the specification of, of this double P prisons. And uh, we get into the operational arrangements of the maintenance of prison. In terms of clause 17.1 of the concession contract, the contractor shall maintain at its own expense the prison, the site, and all plants, fixtures, fittings, and other equipment specified in Schedule B. And Schedule B specifically deals with equipment in accordance with the terms of Schedule C, which deals with maintenance requirements. The contractor shall maintain the road to ensure it is fit for its purposes throughout the contract term of 25 years. In addition to the obligations set out in Schedule C, the contractor shall ensure that the prison is kept in good structural and decorative order during the contract term. That is in terms of clause 17.2. In addition to the requirements specifically set out in Schedule C, which is still maintenance requirements, the contractor is obliged to maintain replace and renew the assets subject to reasonable wear and tear that is on clause 17.3. Where any term of the contract requires the contractor to replace or renew any plant feature, fitting, furnishing, movable property or other equipment, the contractor may retain the proceeds derived from any sale or disposal of the replaced item. Thus, it's in clause 18 of the concession contract. I'm getting to the next slide, which deals with the affordability versus cost-benefit analysis. One of the arguments against the project is opposed to the traditional way of procuring services is the cost-effectiveness of such projects. Triple P's are typically high-capital intensive projects. The department has since the inception of the two projects paid an amount of seven 
8.7.7 billion in respect of Mangawun Correctional Center and 8.4 billion in respect of Damas and Chumule Correctional Center as a unitary payment. Most of the proponents against the DPP will argue that this is a lot of money which the departments would put to other use. It is anticipated after the period of 25 years, the department shall have paid 21.2 for both billion for both triple P projects. I'm getting to another slide. That is the consequential arrangements on termination. Upon the termination of the contract for any reason whatsoever, the contractor agrees to, op to cooperate with the department to such extend as may be required for a period of about six months from the date of termination, such period to be determined solely by the department, acting reasonably to ensure an orderly and efficient transition from the management of the prison by the contractor to the department, to the management of the prison by the department or, or some other person. The contractor shall procure that any subcontractor engaged to perform obligation of the contract complies with this clause, that is clause 54.1 of the concession contract. The department appointed a task team to make the transition of the takeover smooth, as well as the action plan is also in place. Uh, I'm on the slide on government arrangement, the establishment and function of the supervisory committee. Just like I said before, that uh, in terms of non-compliance or breach, um, there's, there's a body or a committee that has been appointed that, that uh, sees to it that compliance is implemented. It's called the supervisory committee. It is established in terms of Schedule M of the concession contract. The committee is established to rule on whether and to what extent Penalties should be imposed for breach of contract by the contractor and undertake the annual review. It comprises of one representative of the Department of Correctional Services, Chairperson, and one representative of the Department of Public Works or Ministry of Finance. In our case, we chose the Department of Public Works solely for structural uh, purposes that uh, they should be able to help us uh, in terms of the facility that it's in its right condition. And there's also one independent expert for Mangawu and an independent expert, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a lawyer for both uh, the triple P's. I'm getting to the slide on dilapidation and termination survey. Uh, the department conduct a dilapidation survey for the purpose of determining the fiscal condition and state of maintenance of the prison assets and the road five years after the date hereof and thereafter every two years. The cost of such surveys shall be borne by the department that is stated in clause 19.1. Currently, the fiscal condition of triple P's are up to date. 24 months prior to the end of the contract term or following service of a termination, notice after the full operation date, whichever is the earlier, the department shall carry out a final dilapidation survey of the prison in terms of clause 52.1.
Ed, I thank you. That is the end of the presentation. Um, thank you very much uh, for that. That's uh, within a, a 30 minutes uh, presentation. That's welcome. Um, thank you very much, uh, ma'am. Members, um, is that the only presentation you're making before I invite the members to comment and ask questions? It's fine, no response. Uh, apologies, apologies, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Yeah, we have two documents. And I indicated at the beginning that will be guided by the committee. The other one is an action plan. So it is um, a document that lists activities and timeframes. Um, the, the regional commissioner of uh, uh, Limpopo, Mpumalanga uh, and Northwest is on the platform because the task team that has been put in place is actually led by the two regional uh, commissioners because these two facilities are going to be um, uh, infused into their own management uh, space in the regions. So um, he is ready to make the, the second presentation. I don't think it will even take 15 minutes because he will just be talking to the actions in the plan. Um, if you allow Honorable Chairperson, we can do that. Right, thank you. Let me just check with the members. Members, can we add that and then ask holistically? Uh, or do you want to just come in now? Uh, Honorable Engelbrecht? Um, thank you, Mr. Chair. I think that um, if we take it piecemeal, um, it, it, it might be uh, not the best way forward. Uh, maybe if we can have all the information and then post questions, maybe for clarification or whatever the case may be, I think it would be better going forward. Thank you, Honorable Engelbrecht. A great members, so that I can ask uh, uh, Honorable Jenny. Are you, are you, no, agreed, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, go ahead, uh, Honorable uh, Regional Committee, I mean, Mr. Tobakale, with your team, to just give us that 10, 15 minutes activities so that we have a full picture of issues. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. The Regional Commissioner LMN, Mr. Tabo Tokolo, will take us through. Thank you, Acting National Commissioner. Greetings to the Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Members, members of the Department of Correctional Services. Thank you, Chair, for allowing me an opportunity uh, to present the action plan for the take taking over of the Triple Peace facilities, that is Mahung and Gudamas in Tumule Correctional Facilities. Can we go down, uh, Androniga? Adronika, can you take the uh, can you go down to the next slide? Mm 
sorry, Chair, we seem to be having a technical glitch on the side. That's, that's fine. Sia, are you able to flight that on your side? You, you've tried at the beginning with Andronika and uh, she seems to have some network problems. Thank you, Honorable Chair. I'm not going to be uh, dealing with the background. I'll go straight to the action plan. Uh, Chair, the first activity was the establishment of the taking over uh, structure and then appointment and set up of taking over teams. That was done by the acting national commissioner in November. And the regional commissioners, Free State and Northern Cape, as well as LMN, Limpopombumalaga Northwest, were appointed. I need to indicate, Chair, that there is also a task team within each region. We are also working with uh, chief deputy commissioners uh, at head office for the process of taking over. The second activity chair was the development of an operational takeover plan, initiation and planning meetings, uh, team leaders from Free State and Northern Cape, uh, where the responsible people and then from the 1st of December to the 31st of December 2021, two meetings were held. And I must indicate that since then, the task teams is holding meetings every month. And the next meeting will take place in Hrothflay, uh, Free State, Northern Cape, from the 6th to the 10th of April 2022. Uh, the understanding of concession contract chair, that is the third activity. Uh, this will take place between the 31st of April 2022 to the 1st of uh, May 2022, so that all members within the task team should have a better understanding of the contract for the two facilities and the responsibility will be done by the director of contract management. Uh, Chair, when coming to the issues of uh, staffing, human resources, uh, CDC, HR, regional commissioners, Free State and Northern Cape will be responsible, starting with the first activity of the work studies for alignment of function with DCS structures, HR planning. We are also going to set up teams for the training and development of on DCS policies and procedures, as well as uh, to facilitate the availability of relevant information and records. And that chair will be done between June this, the 1st of June this year, up until the 30th of December, uh, 2022. Chair, we are also going to deal with the issues of funding of the post structures, recruitment of staff, realignment of operational activities, stakeholder consultation, 
that will be all under HR responsibilities chair. And then uh, as indicated earlier on, it will be done by CDC HR uh, in collaboration with the two regional commissioners. And the due date chair uh, varies from the 20, uh, this year, uh, June the 1st, up until uh, the 2024, uh, the 30th of June. Chair, you you'll notice in some of the, 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 the days that we as a team have planned that before the actual contract expires, we give ourselves ample time to do what you call verification in our activities. Then the next activity will be in line with the asset management. And then with regard to asset management, we are going to do the source and uh, verify the movable asset uh, register of Mangaun Correctional Center as well as Kutama Sintumule. We are going to source and verify the biological asset register of the two facilities. We are going to uh, source and verify the inventory register of uh, the two facilities. We are going to be signing off the asset registers. We are going to do the capturing and verification of assets on logis. We are going to be doing the determination of operating budget for the two facilities. And we are going to do the contract register as well as establishing, uh, establish if Mangaung Correctional Center uh, will be the cost center of fraud play as well and also conduct the building uh, assessment. We are also going to source and verify immovable asset registers, source maintenance and uh, service plan. We are going to uh, evaluate the, 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 the status of the adherence to maintenance and service plans. We are going to source, schedule and compile report on outsourced repair and maintenance uh, services by the uh, BCC and, and Group 5, that is uh, the, the, the two facilities. And then the responsibilities chair uh, on regard to assets, they varies from the CFO, the two regional commissioners, the, 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 uh, the DC facilities, as well as the regional facilities and uh, for Free State and Northern Cape. And the due date chair, they vary uh, from the, the, the 1st of June 2022 up until the 1st of June 2025 with regard to this plan in terms of asset uh, management. The next uh, activity chair will be with regard to the infrastructure management. And then with regard to the infrastructure management, uh, we are going to uh, source building and drawings plans for the, 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 the two facilities. We are going to source manual and material specification. We are going to source detailed design report and construction close out report. We are going to source service layout plans. We are going to audit and, uh, and documentation of drawings, buildings, plans uh, received. We are going to verify as built drawings against actual installation and report uh, deviations. And then we are also going to change of utility accounts to DCS. We are going to appoint 
of in, uh, independent structural engineer to certify all buildings prior uh, occupation. And then we are going to do the transfer of infrastructure assets to Department of Public Works and infrastructure as custodial of state properties. And Chair, again, with regard to the responsibilities, it uh, varies from the uh, Deputy Commissioner facilities, uh, the, the regional health uh, facilities, and the date chair, the, 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 the varies uh, from the 30th of June uh, 2022 and then up until the 30, 30th of June 2025 in terms of the infrastructure management. Uh, Chair, regarding the information technology, which will be our other key deliverable and the activities that will be done under the, 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 this activity, we are going to perform ICT infrastructure assessment to match and streamline the, the, the current activities. We are going to review information technology standards for the alignment of processes and procedures used we are, we are going to determine the detention criteria, admissions and releases. We are going to do the facing in of IMS and transfer of data to replace uh, bus residential administration system, which is that. And the responsibilities chair uh, will uh, vary from CDC, GITO, regional health ITs for the two uh, regions. And uh, as well as the regional commissioners uh, for the two regions. And then chair, the, 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 the days thereof, they also vary between the 30th of June, 2022 to the 30th of June, 2025. Then under uh, corrections as our, uh, corrections admin as our key deliverable chair, we are going to determine the detention criteria, admission and releases also, we are going, so, sorry, Chair, uh, under the corrections uh, admin, we are going to do the, the, the management of offender uh, cash, uh, administration of uh, pending fines and base. We are going to do the safekeeping of warrants. We are going to do the management of offenders at uh, clothing uh, storeroom. We are going to do the offenders to be issued with orange uh, departmental uniform for the sentence one. And then uh, the responsibilities chair again will be CDC incarceration, RC, uh, the two RCs for Limpopo, Mpumalanga, Northwest, as well as uh, Free State and Northern Cape. And the dates, chairperson, they varies uh, from the 24th, uh, from the 1st of June 2024 to the 21st, to the 1st of uh, October 2025. Then we move, uh, Chair, to the next key deliverables, that is the realignment of unit uh, management. Uh, the activity thereof, Chair, will be the phasing in of uh, corrections admin functions into the DCS infrastructure. Uh, that is uh, the utilization of the G forms, as we are using G forms in the Department of Correctional Services. And the responsibility there, Chair, will be varying from the CTC incarceration uh, as well as uh, uh, RC Free State, Northern Cape, and RC LMN. And then the, the start date share will be from the 1st of June 2025 
to the 1st of June uh, 2025. I, I, I think that the, that chair, that is with regard to the functions in terms of the introduction of the G forms. Then uh, provision of healthcare services chair, uh, as our key deliverables, the activity there will be the assessment uh, will be conducted on the needs of healthcare services so that to ensure proper takeover of healthcare services and the people be responsible there will be the regional health development care as well as the regional coordinator care services. And it's going to start uh, this year, the 1st of June and uh, up to the 30th of uh, October this year. The next activity, uh, key deliverable chair will be the provision of formal education and skills. Again, we are going to do the assessment uh, to conduct the needs of formal education and skills development programs so to, to ensure proper takeover uh, of the two facilities. The, 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 the regional head development care will be the uh, responsible person as well as the regional coordinators uh, education. And the start date again will be from the 1st of June, 2022 to the 30th of December, 2022. Then we go to the provision of uh, care services as also part of our key deliverable activities and the activity thereof will be the assess to conduct assessment uh, of uh, to, to, to do the assessment uh, on the needs of social work, psychological, as well as spiritual care services on the programs, so as to ensure that there will be a, a smooth taking over. Uh, the responsibility thereof, Chair, will be the, the regional head development care, as well as regional uh, coordinator care services. Again, uh, the due date will be from the 1st of June 2022 to the, 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 the 30th of uh, October 2022. And the last key activity, Chair, that uh, should be for the deliverables will be the provision of production, workshop, and agricultural services. Again, we are going to conduct an assessment on the needs of the production workshops and well as well as agricultural projects, uh, regional uh, head uh, development care, as well as regional uh, coordinator uh, production and workshops will be responsible for this activity. And like the previous activity, it will be starting on the 1st of June, 2022, ending on the 30th of June uh, of uh, October, 2022. As indicated, Chair, uh, the committee is meeting on a monthly basis. Uh, I thank you, Chair. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that additional presentation. Honorable members, can I invite you to interact uh, with the work tables uh, to us uh, this morning, which uh, takes into account uh, both presentations. Uh, Honorable Engelbrecht, I recognize your hand. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, and I would like to thank uh, the department for uh, giving us this um, information. Um, my questions relates to, firstly, um, Costs, costs involved, costs for the taxpayer in terms of um, taking over these uh, private facilities 
uh, now that the contractual period has um, come to an end. Uh, so I would like to know, um, has an assessment been done? And would we do we know what the costs per head uh, uh, in these uh, or taking over these facilities would be um, in terms of what it's the cost is now and what the costs will be when the Department of Correctional Services are in charge of those. Um, what is the specific costs involved related to this whole takeover process? Um, what are the contractual obligations um, for the department on the department side um, in terms of my first set of questions in terms of uh, the costs of this specific um, facilities. Um, then I would like to know um, in terms of determining uh, 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 effectiveness um, of these facilities during the past uh, uh, couple of years. Um, look, I don't think that we are uh, comparing apples with apples here. Uh, we know our biggest problem in the department is overpopulation. And obviously, in terms of the contractual obligations from the private companies, um, they were not allowed uh, to uh, uh, engage in overpopulating any of those facilities, which obviously made the cost per head much uh, uh, more expensive uh, because, I mean, if you have a facility that can house 300 people and you have um, 500 people there, you know, it's, it's going to have a, a, a very big uh, a cost implication in making it cheaper. Um, uh, so I think that that should be taken into account. Um, um, I'm also very concerned in terms of addressing the overpopulation uh, problem uh, in our uh, system, because if I go in accordance with uh, questions posed by uh, Honorable Horn last year, it seems that um, all but one uh, projects have been uh, placed on hold because of budgetary con constraints um, throughout the country. So there's no new beds uh, uh, to house prisoners will be uh, forthcoming uh, in the in the very few, uh, near future. Um, and uh, my guess is after the Department of Correctional Services taking over those private facilities, you know, the very same overpopulation problems will be experienced there. Um, I can't see any, any way that that can be, uh, we, we can get away with that. Um, I would also want to know since the department made the decision not to um, extend uh, uh, these contracts or, or give out new contracts in terms of private facilities, uh, is this now off the table in the long term? Are we not uh, going to consider this again? Look, I, I, I agree with, with the assessment that it was probably not in the best interest to um, have uh, public, private facilities uh, take care of maximum security uh, facilities instead of um, minimum security facilities, where you know the the I think the effectiveness of their rehabilitation programs would have been uh, far more advantageous 
uh, for the country as a whole. Um, but that being aside, um, I just would like to know if we are not thinking of, given the successes that these uh, institutions uh, achieved over the last uh, a number of years, um, is it not worth considering uh, to rethink our stance on, on private facilities in terms of uh, correctional services. Um, I also know that uh, the current budget and in all probability future uh, uh, budgets will be cut, um, making it extremely difficult uh, for our officials to fulfill their duties. I think it's an extremely difficult environment to operate under and um, not even mentioning the, the effects that the whole sad Busasa uh, 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 incident in, in, in the department had and the effects it, it, it has on the department. Now that will be dealt with it uh, going forward, but I think it is, it is massively, massively uh, uh, destabilizing for the department in itself. And I don't want to uh, set our good people up for failure going forward. Um, I, I just think that we need to rethink this. Thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Honorable Engelbrecht. Honorable Namatembo Maseko Jele. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, the I will only have two clarity, uh, if not three. The first one is that uh, the status in which we are taking these uh, facilities, uh, yes, we are being reported that it is in a very best status. And now we are about to uh, incorporate them back to the department. I want to know in terms of the maintenance, because I could see that uh, the, uh, the department is saying they uh, they've come up with the plans in order to cover all those. But if I'm not mistaken, it is the Department of Public Works that is taking care of our facilities when it comes to issues of maintenance. If maybe Chairperson, uh, uh, I'm correct, I want to find out from the department if they have in their plans have they consulted with the uh, also the Department of Public Works in 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 uh, making arrangement uh, and making them aware in terms of the magnitude of the work that they are going to be facing themselves uh, when we bring back these uh, uh, triple P's. That is the first one, Chair. The second one is about the... We hear that uh, there is no... Uh, in terms of the, the, the corruption issues, the triple piece, there wasn't any uh, issues of corruptions that were, were reported uh, from their side. I want to know what is it that the department, uh, they have learned or that they are going to take from how these public uh, 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 triple piece have been managed in terms of making sure that there are security. We know that uh, security... It, it has been an issue from our side. But what is it that we have learned that we can take uh, from those uh, triple Ps? And then the last one is about the HR, the people that has been working uh, in those uh, triple Ps. Are we 
bringing those people to us. Because uh, as, as I'm listening now, the presentation does not tell us that uh, they are going to add personality, uh, uh, personnel when it comes to the uh, people that are going to, man- to be managing that. I'm not sure if maybe I missed that one, but it looks like to me, we are going to use the same people that we are using now uh, in terms of the personnel. Unless maybe uh, uh, I didn't get that one, uh, Chair. So I'm sure that will be the last one. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Jale. Um, can I then, with no other hand, uh, ask... Uh, ask the, the ANC Acting National Commissioner and your team to respond. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson and uh, members, Honorable members for the questions and the inputs. Um, on my side, I'm just going to deal with the, the, the just two share a bit on the question by Honorable Engelbrecht with regards to how in the future we're going to be dealing with the overcrowding specific to the issue of additional beds. Just to indicate that in our current infrastructure plans, uh, we are adding 250 beds that are under construction as a maintenance project in Paris. Um, there is a 500 beds that are planned for Begastor, but th- those that is a project that is under Department of Public Works and Infrastructure, and uh, it's on uh, on tender stage. Others are in the design and and uh, and planning stage. Our intention is to make sure that we fast track the design and 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 planning stages. So by the time we get to take over this uh, two facilities, we would have at least. Um, added around uh, 1.5 or 1,500 additional beds in other facilities. Um, of course, these numbers are a, a drop in the ocean given the the inflow of inmates that we experience on a daily basis and also the long sentences that uh, are handed over by the courts. Uh, I am then also going to just indicate that we do work with the, on, on the question that was asked by Honorable Norma Temba Maseko Jele. We do work with the Department of Public Works and Infrastructure. Uh, they are part of the, the, the current uh, supervisory team that is very much uh, an integral um, part of the structures that are going to be handling the, the takeover. So, Public Works has been involved from the constitution of the contracts to now operating them, and uh, they will also then be involved uh, even beyond the the takeover process. Of course, that is subject to us improving how we work with the Department of Public Works with regards to our infrastructure portfolio. The lessons learned uh, from the triple piece um, I, I want to, to indicate that uh, that's a, a very welcome uh, input. We will make it a point that uh, we actually um, include that in the action plan as a separate activity where we will even get uh, 
a, a team from the department to do that write-up. Uh, we will rope in uh, a Treasury because Treasury has, has worked a lot with regards to constituting triple P's. Uh, there are other issues done that then that were raised. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, I'm going to request that uh, the members of the team from um, um, Correctional Services uh, deal with those uh, specifics. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Can the team add? Hello. Uh, Hello. Thank you, Chair. Uh, this is uh, Togolo again, the Regional Commissioner for Limpopo, Mpumalanga, and Northwest uh, Region. Uh, I just want to add on the question of uh, staffing. Uh, as asked by Honorable Noma Chambajele. Uh, in our action plan under HR, we have also included uh, the activity, the key deliverable activity on recruitment. Uh, this recruitment will include, among others, the, 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 the consideration of the current staff uh, at uh, the two facilities. So we, we are going to definitely include them and then additionally, there should be also some uh, advertisement of positions, and we are also going to consider the leadership programs. So that aspect has been taken care of, Chair. I thank you. Okay, thank you. Any other addition? Yes, sir. Um, good, good morning, Honorable Chairperson, Acting National Commissioner, Honorable Members of the Committee, CDC Human Resource, just to add, uh, in responding to Honorable um, Maseko on the issues of how we are going to do the transaction. Uh, we are going to, to prepare a migration and placement as part of the strategy, negotiating in terms of salaries um, and levels, because we have got different salary uh, le levels and migrating them to our structure that will involve consultations in terms of labor and also um, the affected officials. Part of that will also be doing re-verification of security clearance and also the revating in terms of the standards of government um, in the transfer of the contracts. It's just to add on top of the plan that it's, we have um, submitted for the job evaluations and so on. I thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, if there's no further addition, can I ask if there's any follow-up from members? Any follow-up on your issues you raised? Honorable Engelbrecht? Uh, thank, thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, yeah. Um, Mr. Chair, I, I did not get an answer in terms of the costs, the costs involved. What will
I understand if people don't have the figures in front of them, but then, um, I mean, I, I would be more than happy if that could be communicated at some point, maybe even in writing, it would be fine. Because um, obviously people came here prepared for, with a specific um, presentation um, in front of them. And um, I, I, it, it, I do not expect people to have all of these um, figures uh, at, in, 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 in front of them um, or, or have know that know, know these type of things are their, their heads. But um, I think it is a it is important that we know it would be um, and, and you know have a clear indication of the contractual obligations from the department side um, uh, going forward in, in in this whole process of taking it over. Um, uh, so I, I would be happy if if, if we could um, have an indication if if we could um, possibly receive uh, those those uh, answers to those questions um, at at some point. Um, and then look, I know uh, probably the, the officials will not be um, in a position or, or maybe even feel comfortable discuss the other stuff, but I, I mean, I have appreciation for um, the way that, that, that things work, you know, a, a decision has been taken and for them, they need to make sure that it is executed. Um, uh, so, but maybe we could have a discussion at some stage about uh, extending or, or maybe rethinking uh, the use of uh, uh, private uh, correctional uh, facilities um, in, in the department at some stage. Thank you. Thank you. Honorable uh, Jayla, is that an old hand? It's a new chair. It's a new hand, Chair. Thank okay. you very much. Professor, right. I did ask, yes, thank you, Chair. I did ask uh, the department about how the lessons learned from uh, handling the issue of corruption. I'm saying because uh, Chairperson, uh, we have been given the, 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 there's a report, in fact, that tells us that uh, those facilities were well managed. Uh, I think they have a, a certain way of dealing with issues of consequence management. Uh, I wanted to find out from the department, I didn't hear that, how are they going to deal with the issues of corruption? You know that our, there's, there's a lot of uh, reports in, in line with the issues of the corruption within the facilities that we've been getting. So I didn't hear their views on that one. Uh, but if uh, uh, there's no, they cannot answer on that one, maybe Chair, you can guide us. Thank you, Chair. All right. Thank you. Quick responses to that. Uh, that uh, Tobakal and your team. Now, thank you, Honorable Chairperson and, uh, and members. Uh, let me just apologize uh, for the answers not provided to the questions asked earlier on. Um, yes, we did prepare for the meeting and uh, some of the issues we can be able to provide information um, after the meeting. But on the issue of cost per head, the current uh, uh, 
comparison uh, on a daily basis per, uh, per capita, You're looking at all the costs of uh, housing an inmate uh, and the activities that they get involved in as part of um, corrections and rehabilitation. Um, on average, in the in both facilities, is 435. That's what that's the the the, the tentative figure that we have. And in our our own facilities, it's around 388. That's the tentative figure that we have. But we are still firming up these figures, as uh, honourable members will notice that uh, the you know the first 12 months or first six months of the action plan are more on firming up the information. Um, so that uh, when we move on now to um, uh, take over activities, uh, we are very clear about the information that we are working on. The, the issue of the contractual obligations, it was uh, covered in the main presentation, uh, and that is informed by the schedules of the contract. The cost of takeover involved, at the moment we are applying the current resources that we have. We are applying uh, uh, the resources within the, the budget that we are administering. Uh, as uh, members would realize that the teams are constituted of employees of, of DCS. And uh, um, of course, as we proceed with the task upon assessment, if there is a need to involve external resources, expertise, uh, we will be able to to do so. But then um, I am confident that we will uh, then come back to the committee as we will be required to continue to give updates on the matter, to, to provide specifics with regards to external expertise that we, uh, we might need. I must indicate that uh, we are looking at contracts that are, are, are worth uh, billions. They have run for quite a long time. It's not uh, a task that uh, can just be uh, dealt with as if we are scratching the surface. We have to get deeper into the details because we do not want to find ourselves two, three years after takeover, dealing with something that we were supposed to deal with seven years before takeover. So um, it's quite a, a task that, 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 that needs a, a serious due care. The, the issue of um, the statement that is in the presentation on, on uh, how the facilities are run, it is, it is a statement that is mentioned at the beginning. It's a statement that talks to what were the expectations. That now that we are combining the expertise from the private sector and the public sector, we're expecting institutions that would run more efficiently, more effectively, and economically. Uh, the assessments as as we proceed will of course they give us more details with uh, with regards to that um, the statement that has been made that uh, uh, we have not uh, firmed up uh, corrupt practices with regards to the um, the contracts has to do with how the contracts were constituted the process of procurement and I must indicate that the uh, it's, it's, it's uh, um, heavily because the procurement process was led and relied more on treasury because triple P's are constituted within the infrastructure and, and structures of treasury. Uh, so that statement uh, 
one reads it in the context of the of the procurement process. There are uh, management issues that uh, we do find um, and we deal with in line with the regime that uh, the first presentation outlined with regards to the fines and the disciplinary processes that will then uh, um, put in place when we find such. So I must indicate, Honorable Chairperson, that uh, uh, yes, both contracts do have the same problems that we also experience in the in our own facilities. That is in the nature of the business of uh, of corrections. But we deal with those within the stipulations um, of contract. So yeah, I think that's uh, what can uh, one one provide so far. If there are specifics that we then need in terms of categories of uh, you know management problems and how we have dealt with them, we can provide that as um, information uh, just to support the presentation and the answers that we are giving to the meeting today. Uh, that's where I will end, Honorable Chairperson. Um, if there's any addition that members can do from uh, uh, DCS, I will request that we give them an opportunity, but I think I've covered all of them. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Tobahale. Um, I hope members that canvass you on your questions and follow-ups you ask. Maybe just, just two issues. Um, just one straight uh, question uh, to you, Acting Commissioner, if, if you are able to say that to us today. Are they now, these triple Ps, are they now model, pre, model prisons as was uh, hoped uh, at the beginning, as we're about to take over? Are we taking over model prisons or correctional centers? Um, are you able to respond to that? Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. The response uh, needs a number of dimensions. In terms of infrastructure, how they are structured, planned and designed, they are uh, model uh, new generation uh, uh, institutions. In terms of uh, operations with regards to the human resources application, uh, they are model prisons. For instance, there are a determined number of beds and uh, all of them will be filled at a particular point in time. So if you are to talk overcrowding, for instance, you will not find overcrowding in both. And it's because obviously um, it was designed that way, even contractually. Um, if you are to look at the practices now on corrections uh, administration, um, you you will find that the record keeping and, and all those processes um, are better. But now then comes the clinical issues. Um, the offender complaints, uh, offender support, um you will find that there are uh, areas that needs uh, improvements there when you now come into issues of uh, rehabilitation and the uh, correction programs you will find that uh, given the the structure uh, of those facilities there is 
you know the scope is not wide ranging as 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 our scope because obviously they are defined uh, with regards to how the size of those facilities these facilities have been used uh, honorable chairperson and members as a facilities that would also assist us with the um, high profile um, offenders, uh, offenders that have uh, committed heinous crimes, offenders that are serving long-term sentences, uh, they, they operate more as as, uh, as as maximums. Now, because of that uh, fact, uh, you will realize that then that there will be issues uh, raised with regards to segregation, um, single cells, uh, freedom of movement of the offenders vis-a-vis -vis the security requirements that you need to apply. So it's the, the, my answer would be, would be relative uh, to those. Um, for me, it would be uh, ideal if all our correctional facilities uh, are subject to a particular number of beds that do not uh, exceed their capacity with regards to housing offenders at the moment. And that is not the case. So once we take over, they will then be subjected to the pool <laughs> of problems that we are facing. At the moment, I can say they are privileged, basically those facilities, because they are protected by these uh, conditions of, uh, of contract. Once we take over, they, they are then going to be subjected to the pool of all the, the challenges that we're facing at DCS. Hopefully I have answered the, the, the question on the chairperson. I, I, I hope so. Thank you. It, it is. It is. Uh, thank you for that. It is an evolving uh, question because it's really this is work in progress. But I, I'm happy with the responses because they 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 point towards a a particular direction. It might be there for members uh, asking Sia and Mpoma uh, Tabate uh, that. Uh, this might be an area that we have an interest in of a an agent kind of an oversight visit to to some of these so that we co we, we have a complete picture of what we're hearing today and what we would see um and and the last response by uh, the acting commissioner we might uh, be in a position to see whether when they take them over uh, do they ring fence them or do they just uh, open them up and so on? So I'm suggesting that work be done in addition to our oversight work that will prioritize uh, uh, agent uh, oversight visit uh, on these. Uh, I know Mr. Mpomatabate has always been wanting us uh, to do that. So it will be important to do that. Uh, I know that we might... Uh, the other team wanted to go back to Limpopo for the court issues, and that might be a point to add in Limpopo. And then you can have the, the other team in the Northern Cape and Free State attending to that. It, it's, it's just generating some, some, some interest. Um, can we proceed from there on, on, on this? And uh, I think that we've covered the issues that we that came from the presentation, uh, and maybe at this point to just uh, ask you, Team National Commissioner, if you would want to just in three five minutes just to to give us heads up. It's more about heads up about the issues of the escapes. Thank you. 
Yeah, no, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. I, my, my, I will uh, tackle the issue uh, focusing on the, the the recent escape at the the Royhond Maximum uh, Facility. Um, I I thought I would use my time just to deal with the the briefing on two aspects. Um, the first aspect being. Well, what kind of a facility do we have there? And then the second aspect being the investigations quickly. The the, the escape happened on the 15th of, 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 of March. Um, it is uh, um, estimated that it happened overnight in the early hours of the morning. It is four uh, offenders that escaped. They were housed in unit, uh, in unit one in the cell um of these um, offenders there were 39 uh, offenders on lockup and on unlock the following day they were they were then uh, 35 four of them uh, escaped it is a matter that is already also uh, in the public space uh, the pictures have been circulated and the names um, but it's worth mentioning that uh, these are offenders that committed crimes ranging from House breaking, um, this are uh, uh, theft, um, also possession of uh, of uh, of firearm, um, assault. So basically, these are offenders that they have we have classified as maximum. Two of the offenders are of a, a Mozambican nationality and two of the offenders are South African. The unit one where they escaped from uh, houses um, uh, offenders that we classified as uh, further charges offenders. Basically, they still have other outstanding cases that they're going to court for. Uh, it also was in a process of, of reform because most of these ones that are saving long-term sentences, we try and get them into our our schooling programs. So we have some of the offenders that go to school there. The and um, this unit was also is also housing offenders that uh, would have transgressed internally in the in the facility. So it was um, what we would call a high care um, a unit in terms of the 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 population profile. The, the facility itself houses 897 uh, maximum uh, classified uh, offenders, the Royhond uh, facility. And in the unit itself, unit one, we, we actually have 174 offenders. The, the staff complement of, of Royhond um, itself is around 133, and that includes even other um, 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 categories of the staff, that is your nurses, your psychologists, you know, it does not only uh, talk to security officials. On the night uh, in question, we had seven officials on duty for the whole facility. We had one official uh, on a patrol vehicle uh, of the parameter, uh, outside parameter fence and the surrounding. We also had uh, one official in charge of the unit, and the same official also was uh, 
uh, a boot to also uh, do a patrol of unit two. Now I'm painting this picture, honorable chairperson, just for the portfolio committee to see also how the shortage of staff and the budget cuts on COE affects our operations. This is what this is the strength that we could de deploy on that night. Uh, of course, given the fact that uh, there are other HR uh, uh, eventualities, like people would book, book in seek and 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 all that. The the investigation um, has the preliminary investigation has pointed to the following that we now are subjecting to a full investigation. The issue of cell inspections um, every day on 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 uh, uh, unlock we're supposed to get all offenders out of the cell and inspect the cells. This is meant to make sure that you do not have unwanted uh, or illegal objects and substances in the cell. Objects are normally used to uh, initiate uh, uh, escapes and other security incidents. Um, the cell inspections also are, are, are done on the outside with regards to testing the strength of the windows and the bars uh, uh, before changeover of the, 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 the day shift to the night shift. We're also looking at the response of the official that was on patrol on the night during the night because the official found the rope um, at, at close to the parameter fence and submitted the rope but the issue for us is what kind of security response was applied because at that time uh, we we expected more than just submitting the rope but as i'm saying we are subjecting this to the full investigation we're also looking into the issue of the unit management itself how the unit manager um, approached the the duties and application of staff and not only isolating it to the incident, but to the whole unit management processes. There is also an issue of the monitoring of external contractors. At the back of the, of, of the cell, where the, the, the offenders uh, uh, got out through the window, there is a, a boiler uh, a plant there. There is boiler maintenance that is done by an external contractor uh, 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 through Department of Public Works. They sometimes also work at night. And next to that also, there's a power plant that was under maintenance during um, uh, just a few weeks and, and even during the, 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 the week that the, this week, uh, they are still there when the, the offenders uh, uh, escaped. The full investigation that we, we employ now, we have changed um, the approach. Normally what used to happen is that uh, DCS would look at the, the incident. What we are looking at now with the incidents that we're experiencing, we now look at the whole management of the facility. The intention being that we don't want to deal with the symptom. We want to make it a point that we stabilize the facility uh, moving forward. And um, uh, we are looking at the management practices, the resources, uh, for instance, out of the preliminary investigation, the issue of uh, the tower posts uh, was, was raised sharply. And regardless of the fact that from the Office of the Acting National Commissioner, we gave all the regional commissioners an instruction to revive tower posts because tower posts give us more visibility and, and they cover a wide range, um, even uh, to the extent that is more than what a patrol would do. We gave uh, regional commissioners that instruction with also 
um, a, um, a pledge of support with regards to resources to refurbish the power posts. Um, because it is one of the issues that was picked up early in October in terms of improvement of our security. That instruction went hand in hand with an instruction on the inspection of cells and the uh, intensifying the searches in our facilities. So the offenders got out through a window, they cut through the, the, the bus and, uh, and uh, then they, they, they scaled the, the, the fence and um, they then um, left the, the facility. We have um, the preliminary investigation as I've indicated, and we we are now sanctioning a, a full investigation that will be headed by the acting chief security officer uh, from, from head office. And just a last point, uh, honorable chairperson, once we have this type of an incident taking place in a facility, we apply the whole management of DCS. So, uh, we are going to be spending at least a week to look at the whole management area and what are we going to do to improve um, the operations there. But the issue of shortage of staff with regards to resources has been flagged also quite seriously because I had a meeting with the, the staff and one of the things that they indicated is that some of them end up doing double and uh, and, uh, and, and, and and three shifts. Uh, so we are going to be trying to see how we can resolve those problems given the, the limitations of budget that we have. Of course, there will be consequence management based on the outcomes of the, the investigation report. We are working with the, with SAPS. There's a task team that has been set up to trace and um, uh, hopefully rearrest these uh, um, uh, offenders. I met with the, the SAPS uh, task team actually um, yesterday, so we worked together very closely. And uh, we have set out alerts even in other uh, provinces, especially those that are, um, are close, those that have, are managing borders to the, the, the countries that we are bordering in South Africa. Um, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, thank you very much, LP National Commissioner, for that uh, briefing. Uh, quick heads up about this. Uh, I have uh, just one, two minutes of follow-ups uh, from members, if there's anything you want to clarify from this uh, unplanned briefing. It's an impromptu briefing, but we're exploiting the fact that we are all in one session so that we live here being briefed than just reading in the media. Uh, any uh, questions for clarity members want, or are you... Uh, are you are you covered with this quick briefing about the things that would have been in your mind? Honorable Mumasereko Jelly. Thank you, Chairperson. This, Chairperson, just to make it point, it's very embarrassing. Now you have changed. You have changed uh, your position. You have changed your position. I've, yes, I've changed the position. I don't know whether you're cooking now. We can't hear you. We heard you. We heard you before. So you just sit the way you were when you spoke before. I've changed the gadgets. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if maybe, and also the positioning because they're busy fixing my gadgets right now. I'm using another one. Can you hear me now, Chef? Okay, go ahead. I was saying, Chairperson, uh, this situation is very embarrassing, uh, particularly to us. 
as uh, members of the committee who visited uh, that facility not long ago. Uh, this thing happens exactly after we visited that area and we were assured that everything is in order. And even the towers, I think we even went to the very same towers and then we, we, we tried to look inside the towers and then we were told that uh, that place uh, is always managed and there's always a person who is inside there who makes sure that they look up to these uh, 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 issues. You know, it's so embarrassing to hear that even today, there is no one who is held accountable when it comes to discipline uh, of the officials. And it is worrying, Chair, just to add, that uh, each time when something like this comes up, uh, issues of shortage of staff have been raised, and then issues of uh, the problems. In fact, we hear about the pro pro problems uh, more than hearing about uh, uh, dealing with the issue and uh, dealing with the, the, the people who, in that particular moment, uh, might be involved uh, in terms of making sure that things are in order. I'm sure we must, uh, Chair, really look serious uh, to the issues of our, our leadership. Uh, because we cannot be told, to me, it's like we are told sometimes lies, just with due respect, Chair. We are told uh, lies when we visit these areas. Because it, it can be that after we have left, we, 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 we hear about such a, a, a very huge escape of four uh, prisoners or inmates. It's, it's very embarrassing, worrying. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay, thank you. Um, if there's no other comments, um, I'll ask if there's a quick response uh, to that um, from your team, uh, Acting Commissioner, from yourself. Yes, thank you, Honorable Chairperson. And also let me thank uh, Honorable Maseko Jele for the, the, the comments that have been raised. We have also, um, as, as management at DCS, um, really categorized this uh, unfortunate um, uh, incident as embarrassing because we um, were and not looking up to this. We did not uh, uh, think that we would be addressing such an issue, given, as I have already indicated, the instructions and the, the very clear um, pledge of support to all our regional commissioners with regards to security uh, enforcement um, activities. Um, I have spoken to the issue of the towers. I have spoken to the issues that uh, have to do with making the point that uh, we are sure about the state of ourselves on a, a on a on a on a daily basis. So, on the question of consequence management, uh, I received the preliminary investigation report last night. Um, so, 
um, there, there is going to be action, as I have indicated, Honorable Chairperson, um, already. Um, I have gone to the institution myself, done inspections and interacted with management, uh, uh, with the regional commissioner being present. Um, I must indicate, Honorable Chairperson, that I was briefing the committee on um, the issues that were raised uh, uh, when I was interacting with the staff and the environment on the ground. And the issue of shortage of staff came up and I could not have not uh, briefed the portfolio committee on, on that as one of the issues that has been raised. I don't take it as an excuse um, for not doing the basics. The basics will always have to be applied uh, uh, wherever we are as correctional services officials and, uh, and public servants. Whether there's shortage of staff or not, at a particular point in time, uh, you are given a specific post to men. And at that time, you have to mend that post. You have to 100% apply yourselves to mending that post at that point in time. And that's what we are going to hold uh, our members to. And uh, that's what we thrive to improve on. Uh, uh, so the issue of the associate of staff was not raised as, a, as an excuse. It was raised as part of the update with regards to what uh, one found obtaining on the ground. Thank you for the opportunity, Honorable Chepes. No, no, thank you very much. Uh, we will we'll, we'll engage with that uh, further. I think it was important that we do that today. Um, so we'll relook at that and then at some point come back just to have a holistic pause. You've raised quite a number of issues that are forward looking in your approach on these issues of escapees, uh, issues of towers and so on. So at some point we might ask you to come back, uh, not because there would have been in, an incident, to just brief the committee as to the, the readiness, the preparedness, the plans in place to be proactive on issues of escape. Um, um, in, 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 your, in your APPs, you always plan that uh, the certain percentage, and sometimes you, you achieve uh, some of those targets. Um, we we will we'll look forward to, to engage further. Today, we we'll just kind of hijacked you to to give us heads up. And so I think uh, from the points that Honorable uh, Jenny made, we will continue to engage uh, on those issues so that we, we follow up uh, on, on many of them. Um, before we go to our internal minutes issues, uh, allow me to thank your Acting National Commission and your team for your presentation and uh, responses to the question, as well as you taking with you some of the, the homework and the task that uh, you probably could not uh, answer in full here. Um, and, uh, and, and you've tried your best even on issues of, of cost. So you might want to do more homework on those issues as raised by Honorable Engelbrecht. But uh, we, we, we got the gist of, of, of what uh, you are presenting here. So thank you very much uh, to you and your, and your team. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, Sia, can we have our sets of minutes as uh, our last uh, item?
Okay. The first set of minutes is the 26th of November, 2021. Um, can we just quickly go through page by page and pick up if there are any corrections you want to make? Uh, unfortunately for Mr. Engelbrecht, he would not have been in a position to be here. Um, next page. Thank you. No corrections. Is there is there a mover for the adoption of the minutes? I propose for the adoption of the minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Namaseko. Namatemba Maseko Jale. Any second? I second, Chair. Honorable seconds. Thank you. The minutes are adopted. Can we proceed to the next set of minutes? The second set of minutes is on the 4th of March, 2022. Those uh, members present, let's proceed. Sorry, Chair, my apologies, Chair, quickly. I think I must have mistaken the dates here. I think this is the last week's minutes, Chair, the 11th. The other set is last week. Not the 4th, not the 4th March. So, um, so you need to change the date. It's not the fourth, but the minutes are of that. I have, I have, I have this, the, the correct set. Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll flight them. Okay, thank you. Okay, 11th of March, um, can we go through, go down for the corrections? We now see who was present uh, in the meeting. If you pick up any corrections, I'm inviting members to make those corrections. Thank you. Any corrections, amendments? None. Do I have a, a mover for the minutes? Um, I move for the adoption. I don't Yes. Honorable moves. Any seconder? Any seconder for the minutes? Seconded. 
Thank you, Honorable Paula Nola. The minutes have been seconded. The minutes have been duly adopted. Thank you. Sia, is that the last set of minutes? No, uh, Chair, can just get two minutes just to get hold of the minutes because I must have mistaken the dates quickly, Chair. The meeting of the state this year. Yes, no, I've sent um, 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 one set twice, Chair. The meeting of the state patients. Uh, we, um, I will fly it just now, Chair. Okay. Just two minutes, my apologies. Are you winning, Mr. Ntonje? My, my apologies. Can we do the next, um, in our next meeting, one of the fourth, together with this meeting? I don't have them, Chair. Okay. I just have mistaken some dates here. Technology is okay. My apologies. Yeah, there's a mess up here. Honorable members, we have adopted the two sets of minutes. We have one outstanding. Um, are you okay that we do it in our next meeting? Chair? Yes, Honorable Domatembo, Maseko, Jaili. Yes, I, I agree. Let's let's move that to the next meeting. Uh, but also, we still, in from those minutes of the state uh, patient, we still have information outstanding, Chair. If we can next time also, they can tell us. Remember, there are things that they said they're going to bring the information later. So if we can also make a follow-up on that one. Thank you, Chair. All right. No, thank you. Because those are the minutes that are outstanding. So they can do the homework in the meantime. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you, honorable members, for your time and uh, attendance to the meeting as well as your contributions. Uh, it's now 20 past 11. Um, I now call the meeting, uh, declare the meeting closed. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. I thank can you now. Oh, thank you, Chair. Have a good long weekend. Yeah, bye, thank you. We are now, it's a long now, eh? Yeah, more time to work. Thank you, thank you. I see that I see that Verna Horn I I net gek klok and I do next for Nafi. Xenon. 
Yeah, you know, politicians, if there's a public holiday, it means work. <laughs> Thank you. Right, bye-bye. So long, Mind you, I'm meeting your delegates now. Sure. Sub, 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 sub. Ha, 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 ha.